Hey, welcome to our podcast, All Loud on the Gwinnett Front. We're your hosts, Trinity DeBartolo, Amy Lee, and Quincy Middlecamp. The name of this episode is Second Company Demands Second Breakfast. Today, we will be sharing excerpts from Chapter 1 of All Quiet on the Western Front by Erich Maria Remark. This is Trinity DeBartolo's excerpt for on pages 14 through 15. We look at his bed covering and his leg lies under a wire basket. The bed cover arches over it. I kick Mueller on the shin for he is just about to tell Kimmerich what the order lies told us outside, that Kimmerich has lost his foot. The leg is amputated. He looks ghastly, yellow, and wan. Wayne. In his face, there are already the strained lines that we know at so well. We have seen them now a hundred times. They are not so much lines as marks. Under the skin, the life no longer pulses. It has already pressed out the boundaries of the body. Death is working through from within him. It already has command in his eyes. His, here lies our comrade, Kimmerick, who a little while ago was roasting horse flesh with us and squatting in the shell holes. He it is st- he it is still, and yet it is not he any longer. His features have become uncertain and faint, like a photographic plate from which two pictures have been taken. Even his voice sounds like ashes. I like this. I think this section is important for the story, um, especially chapter one, because I like the way Eric um, portrays Kimmerich dying and how this sets the mood for the entire story, but primarily just chapter one, because even though the friends don't seem to care too much for Kimmerich dying because they've seen this hundreds of times and they are almost nearly immune to their feelings and they don't seem to have that much grief for their fellow comrade. This is Quincy and the section I chose for All Quiet on the Western Front is on pages three and four and it says, Close behind us were our friends, Jodin, a skinny locksmith of our own age, the biggest eater of the company. He sits down to eat as thin as a grasshopper and gets up as big as a bug in the family way. High west us of the same age, a peat digger who can easily hold a ration loaf in his hand and say, guess what I've got in my fist. Then deterring a peasant who thinks of nothing but his farmyard and his wife. And finally, Stan Islas Kaczynski, the leader of our group. Shrewd, cunning, and hard-bitten, 40 years of age, with a face of soil, blue eyes, bent shoulders, and a remarkable nose for dirty weather, good food, and soft jobs. I chose this paragraph because it explains every like some people's past and their roles in the friend group and it sets up the story line for the rest of the book. This is Amy's excerpt from chapter one's last paragraph. Yes, that's the way they think, these hundred thousands cantorex. 
Iron youth, youth. We are none of us more than twenty years old, but young youth. That's long ago. We are old folk. I think that this、uh, paragraph is very important to the chapter because it closes out the chapter、uh, with letting the, that lets the readers reflect upon the characters and how they develop throughout the war. And even though、um, the story begins in the middle of the war, you can have a sense of their development、um, before the story begins, and it just ends the chapter on a good note. Overall, I like the perspective of the first chapter because since it's in first person, you can see into the mind of how someone in war would think, and like. How they would see certain situations different than you. However, I don't like、um, the first-person perspective in this chapter because we don't get to see much of Paul's personalities. Instead, all these different characters are just introduced、um, from Paul's perspective, and I don't like、uh, how the characters were introduced. First of all, there were so many characters just jam-packed, jam-packed into this chapter, and、um, I. And an important aspect of introducing characters is to show, not tell, and this applies to almost all kinds of media. And、um, the author simply give give character files to each of the the character introduced, and、uh, it's very hard for the readers to memorize and be attached to the characters if it was introduced this way. I think it should instead be. Uh, the character should be instead be developed throughout the novel, so that the character could be、uh, could have a place in the reader's minds.、Um, I agree that the author could have described the characters better or like elaborated on them throughout the whole story, but I think they did that for a purpose to show that like the characters could die any second, so they have to like introduce them quickly in case they do die in war. Yes, I like the aspects of that,、um, but still, it was very hard to read the 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 name descriptions and all those things. So, yeah. Our character kudos for this chapter is to Jaden because、um, he seems to have the most personality and like emotion.、Um, on page five, it says Jaden beamed, which most of the other guys are described as like. Emotionless and cut off, and beamed is like a happy, like feeling. So it shows that he is feeling unlike others. And also, we think that Jaden real. Also, we think that we we relate to Jaden on a personal level because on page three it says, he sits down to eat as thin as a grasshopper and gets up as big as a bug in the family way. Yeah, we like to eat a lot, so、um, this、uh, segment really made us、uh, have a personal connection with him, and he is by far our favorite character so far. Thank you for listening to this episode of All Loud on the Gwinnett Front. From your hosts Trinity DeBartolo, Amy Lee, and Quincy Middlecamp. Thank you.